Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, market update day today. I won't bore you with the weather. I will just say hello from sunny um, Brisbane. Beautiful day outside. Well, I will actually add that we had our first taste of summer on Monday, 31 degrees up here mm. in in sunny Brisbane. So for those that missed that weather update, there it is. Um, beautiful blue skies. And we are actually heading into another weekend of um, very warm weather. Time to get the swimmers out and dive in the pool, I say. So a little bit of a change. Melinda will bring you the weather from now and I'll do the data and the stats. Ha, that'll be funny. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Look, things are happening here in Brisbane. Um, obviously, we are not in lockdown. Um, things are life is pretty much as normal as probably you can be, I guess, in the in the current state of things. But um, the property market is definitely moving ahead. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of people out and about that we're seeing on the ground weekends, weekends, and during the week, even inspections during the week. Um, so it's still very busy, uh, a very active market. So, um, would you like to give us a bit of an overview, Melinda? Yes, well, I think that um, everybody may have seen national news headlines when the recent CoreLogic data came out, which provided a summary of the August um, trends in property around the country. And those nationwide headlines suggested that the property markets are continuing to lose steam. Now, when you dive into that market, it's very evident that it's simply not the case here in Brisbane, especially in the housing sector. And when we break down that data, Brisbane has consistently been growing at between 2.1 and 2.2% per month in the housing sector. And that's all of Greater Brisbane data. And we know based on what we're seeing on the ground, in fact, we made comment just a week or two ago that we feel that it's actually becoming even stronger growth more recently based on what we're seeing on the ground and based on what we're seeing sell. So remember, data is not always uh, reflective of true friend, uh, true trends um, when you're looking in smaller pockets of the city. You need a lot of transactions to make that data reliable. However, when we're out on the ground and we're seeing what properties may have sold for just one or two years ago and what they're reselling for today, it really is astronomical and there's no other word to describe it. It's amazing to see just how much people are paying in the current market compared to where they saw value, you know, just a few years ago. And that's how we can see what's actually happening in terms of price movements when the same properties are transacting in a short space of time. Yeah, I think it's a different, um, it's definitely a different market now, the Brisbane market. Um, that, that price bracket has definitely moved up. Um, it is the new Brisbane, basically, as we look at it. I, I, it's interesting when you talk about that. I think it was last week. I'm testing my memory now. But last week, we I think we touched on that 2 to 2.1, 2.2% for Greater Brisbane. And we broke it down. I think it was a $2 million property is about $44,000 a month, roughly. Um, now, keep in mind, that is Greater Brisbane. Mm. And there's some areas in there. And we looked at, I talked to uh, an inquiry during the week um, in some other um, more blue chip locations, um, and and those areas were definitely in the high double figures, <laughs> the double digits of the percentage that had gone up. So there's a lot of areas that are moving a lot more. Uh, I think you you do touch about that on that the top 
um, section of the market that is moving uh, at a greater speed than the um, the bottom section. Yeah. And um, I think it, it's very, very evident when you go to auctions and you go um, doing multi-offers on properties, how much that market has moved and continues to actually move that way as well. And I think that's the hardest thing for people to understand, especially if you're not here on the ground seeing what is happening in real time. I mean, I spoke to someone yesterday who was interested in um, in purchasing property in some of the blue chip locations here in Brisbane. Um, and when I explained that the budget simply just couldn't buy anything in the current market, um, they sort of challenged to say, well, I can look on realestate.com and put those price brackets in um, with, with a, a top range of my top budget and I can see lots of properties come up. And I said, look, that's, that's okay. Agents may have a listing in that price range. But if you go to the sold tab on the same realestate.com and put in the um, maximum sale price, you'll see that nothing will have sold in that location for the last, you know, eight to 10 months. And then, you know, that that was evidence of what's actually selling now. So don't rely on those price filters on the sales tab of realestate.com to get an indication of what your money will buy. Um, that just provides a bracket for for which the, the agents are trying to attract people to the property. Where you need to go is to the sold tab to see what has sold recently. And remember, if it sold three months ago, you have to apply the market growth that has occurred since then. Um, you know, as, as a baseline, apply the the median growth over all of Greater Brisbane being between 2.1 and 2.2% per month. But if you've got some more relevant information based on what's happening in a specific location, you need to apply potentially a greater stretch factor to that price so that you can understand current value because that's just the new market here in Brisbane and it's really important to understand those current values. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to see it, you know, week in, week out, what those prices are doing. Um, that That's live data that we probably um, collect ourselves as opposed to relying on what's settled and what's sold. Um, so if we're looking at that that side of things and, and selling, what, what are sales volumes like at the moment? Yeah, look, according to CoreLogic, the sales volumes in Brisbane have actually increased 47.5% in the 12 months um, up to the end of July 2021. So, you know, that annual change is huge, but it's a reflection of the heightened demand from buyers across the city. You know, there's so many buyers in the Brisbane market, and I know we talk about this every single week. So, with that amount of, obviously, the sales volumes, you know, they've gone up 47.5, I think you said. What about the listings then? How's that compared then to see what is actually available to buy? Yeah, look, um, whilst we've seen, you know, new listings spike up and down depending on the, the month, um, the total listings though, and that's that's a combination of both new listings and existing listings. So total listings, which is a reflection of the total available stock for sale, that's down 29.1% um, over the, the same 12-month period up to the end of July 2021. So whilst we've got sales volumes up 47.5, we've also got listing volumes down 29.1%. So you can see there's a massive mismatch there between, you know, the demand, that's the number of properties that are selling, but also the supply, which is the number of properties that are available. Um, what this actually means is that there's more buyers that are making compromises um, and they're buying properties that may have been on the market for longer because they are absorbing some of the, the older stock. They're buying anything. When we're seeing buyers make compromises because there's a lot of FOMO, they just want to get into the market. Potentially, they're seeing the market shift away. So, you know, what they could afford three or four months ago, um, they can no longer afford. So to stay in the same location, they're accepting compromises like, you know, noise 
impact or busy roads or flood impact. And, um, you know, that's why everything is selling. But a word of warning, the market will not be like this forever. So, you know, if you're looking for a safe exit strategy in the future, buying those properties that would not be those A-grade properties, um, they may be harder to sell in the future. And it's definitely something to keep in mind. I was actually just thinking that as you said it, and I was about to say that, um, you know, properties that would probably, if if we can stretch our memory back to probably, you know, 18 months ago, um, properties that are in some locations, as you just mentioned, busy roads, noise overlays, um, even flooding, things like that, they would sit on realestate.com for, I don't know, months, weeks, months, <laughs> weeks, months um, and no one would go near them. So whereas now those properties are getting taken because people are getting more desperate to buy properties, um, I guess on the other hand, if you've got a property like that that is not probably a uh, A-grade investment, it's probably a good time to offload right. it somewhere. Um, I don't think we'll be buying it, but um, yeah, it's a good time to offload it if that's something you've got as well. Someone will buy it, yeah. Um, so obviously a little bit of a trend that's changed a little bit here in Brisbane and we're seeing a bit more of the higher market um, going this way is auctions and, and auctions becoming, I think, more favourable. Um, a lot of people are going that way. A lot of agents tend to be going that way. Um, what are the auction clearance rates doing then? Yeah, it's really a good way to sell in Brisbane at the moment. It's a very transparent way to sell. And when you've got multiple buyers bidding at auction, obviously you can see um, what everyone else is prepared to pay. So it's a very fair way to buy a property. But the auction clearance rates in Brisbane are currently tracking at record highs. So if we compare um, this time last year, um, for example, the data from Domain for Auction Clearance Rates throughout August 2020, um, if we compare that to August this year in 2021, there's a massive difference. So uh, back in 2020, throughout the um, the weeks or the Saturdays in August, we had auction clearance rates between 35% and 58%. So, you know, 38%, sorry, 35% was the lowest um, weekly auction clearance rate and 58% was the highest now, fast forward 12 months uh, with the heightened demand and the current market conditions over the same period throughout August, the lowest auction clearance rate through 2021 was 73% here in Brisbane and the highest was 80%. So you can just see how much of a difference 12 months has made. Um, the confidence of buyers is huge. And of course, we've, you know, moved into an environment of low interest rates um, as well. So, you know, it's really giving buyers, you know, more money to spend and more confidence to bid. And um, clearly, we're, we're seeing more and more prices being achieved to meet the vendor's expectations. So they are being sold. So it's definitely a trend that has changed a lot here in Brisbane. And, and I think from that, from what we sort of see, obviously, out and about is, you know, that those clearance rates of 73 to 80%, I don't, we haven't been seeing many properties actually pass in. Um, the ones that do, I guess it's a little bit of the vendor expectations, maybe, that are, they're up a little bit higher. Um, you know, there was one, I think it was last weekend, weekend before, um, we went to an auction, it did pass in, but it actually sold, I think, that day mm. um, for not much more than what it actually passed in for. I think it was only like twenty or $30,000 more mm. than it actually passed in on the day. So, even though they're passing in and that will reflect on those numbers, um, they are still selling pretty quick straight after. Um, obviously, some people can't buy under auction conditions. Um, so they're sitting in the background waiting to buy. Uh, and I think those properties, you'll find that most of those properties, majority of them, are probably getting snabbled up pretty quick post-auction. Yeah, and I think that the other thing to keep in mind is 
being on the ground and seeing a property pass in, if a property's passing in because there's no registered bidders or only one registered bidder, well, that's a very different um, scenario to a property that passes in that has had multiple registered bidders and multiple people bidding. Um, when we see multiple bidders, we know that, you know, potentially it's the vendor's expectation that is ahead of the market. But when we are only seeing one or two bidders, potentially it's the demand of the property that's um, impacting um, the sale of that property. So, you know, you've got to read through the numbers. You've got to understand why things are happening, um, not just rely on data, but overlay that data with local knowledge to, to get an understanding of what's happening in real time. So what's driving it? Well, um, of course, we've got that huge demand um, that's set by macro drivers such as the low interest rates. Um, I think we've had about 110 basis points of, um, you know, interest rate reductions since 2019 in July. That's huge. That's, you know, we are at record lows in terms of interest rates. Um, but what it actually means is that the housing interest payments as a percentage of household incomes has really declined. Um, at its peak, it was 106 and that was back in 2008. But now um, the housing interest payments as a percentage of household incomes has declined to just 4.7% across Australia. Now, as we know, um, what that means is that mortgage stress is less of a concern. And when you overlay that then in Brisbane, where our housing market is a more affordable market, it's even less mortgage stress for individuals. So, you know, I think that's a big driving force at the moment. The fact that interest rates are low, now that's a nationwide um, indicator, but we've also got the ability to layer that with affordability here in Brisbane. So, you know, it's 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 really the cheapest it has ever been for people to borrow money and get into the market and their borrowing capacity is increased because of those low interest rates as well. And I guess because we, we're not having those big lockdowns um, and, and things are still happening, employment is still happening, um, we've got a lot of infrastructure happening. Long-term-wise, obviously, you know, we've got the 2032 Olympics, um, you know, in the future to come along as well. So there is a lot of employment. There's a lot of things happening. People are still earning that money. Mm. Um, and obviously, they you know, they can afford to borrow money as well then. Yeah, it was only a few months back. And, you know, there was talk that interest rates were, tip, uh, were tipped to increase because, you know, the better-than-expected economic recovery. But I think that's really reversed now because of the Delta variant and its impact on the the larger markets of Sydney and Melbourne obviously that's going to impact on the national economy um, and so you know the most recent minutes coming out of the RBA meetings is that no interest rates will remain low for some time until we see some of those other economic indicators start to improve so you know mortgage right rates are definitely one of the most important determinants of housing demand and we still therefore have um, an environment where property prices, you know, can potentially still grow whilst the, the mortgage rates are low, providing um, you are in a market where the balance between supply and demand um, provides that upward pressure for growth. And prices. So if we look towards dwelling prices, um, again, don't forget this Greater Brisbane that we do talk about all the time. Um, we will, as we mentioned again, I think last week, I said we're going to do a bit of a breakdown. So in the coming, one of the coming episode that we that we're going to talk about, we're going to break it down a little bit more so it's not just Greater Brisbane, we'll break it down into some more um, suburbs, mm. if you like. Um, but what's um, what's the market prices looking like? 
So, yeah, if we look at the um, CoreLogic data, which was released on the 31st of August, it has confirmed that the median dwelling values in Brisbane increased a further 2% over the month of August, which was equivalent to the dwelling growth that was experienced throughout July. So there's actually no change in the momentum um, for all dwellings in our city, despite those national headlines that I referred to earlier today. Um, now, what that means is the current median value for all dwellings across Greater Brisbane is now 612 um, $1,377. And that's just over $13,500 more than just one month ago. So remember, this is all of Greater Brisbane. This is a median dwelling value. And I think this can confuse a lot of buyers. I know in our own inquiry, uh, we get a lot of inquiry for people wanting to buy a property um, for around that six dollars to $650,000 in Brisbane. And they often say they'd like to be, you know, 10 to 15 kilometres from the CBD. Look, it's just not possible with that budget to be buying a quality A-grade investment property with that proximity. And, and we're going to dedicate a whole uh, podcast to this in, in the coming weeks because it is hard for people to understand what you need to pay um, for a, a single house. That's what I'm talking about here, um, a house on its own lot. Um, within certain distances from the CBD. And we'd really like to help people understand what your money will buy in the current market. I even look at some of the median values um, that are recorded in the data and uh, it's not always reflective of what you have to pay today. So, you know, data is retrospective and it's really important for people to understand real-time value. So Brisbane itself, 612, um, obviously that's pretty good compared to the national side of things. Um, what's driving it? Is, is it that is it still that top end that's sort of pushing things along? Yeah, so um, according to CoreLogic data, the strongest growth in dwelling values is still occurring in the top 25% of property values, um, and that's data recorded up to the end of July 2021 as well. So in the top 25% of property values, we've had 6.9% growth over the three months to the end of July 2021. Um, so that increased from June to July. So in the three months to June, it was 6.4%. In the three months to July, it actually increased to 6.9%. So that tells us that the momentum um, was increasing in the top end of the market. Now, when we compare that to the lowest 25% of values, it's 4.3% growth in that lowest segment of the market. Um, that said, the lowest segment of the market also increased in momentum between the three months to June and the three months to July because it was 3.8% in June and it increased um, to that 4.3% in July. So we definitely are seeing price growth across all segments of the market. However, um, the data is still confirming that the top end of the market is growing at a faster rate than the bottom end of the market. And what's that like, just interesting, like I'm looking at the over your shoulder a little bit here, looking at some of your, your graphs there. Obviously, different capitals have different effects as well. So I look at some other areas and it does change a little bit where that the bottom end is pushing up a bit higher or the middle section and it's not so much just the, the top end as well. Yeah, a really interesting trend is that, um, you know, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide and Australian Capital Territory are all seeing price rises driven by the top 25% of property values. However, when we look at Perth, Hobart and Darwin, their price growth is actually being driven by the bottom 25% of values. So it's a really interesting trend that is emerging in some other cities. Um, but, you know, it comes down to supply and demand drivers at a local level. That's what influences property 
values. Um, so it's getting an understanding of local markets and getting an understanding of what um, the demand drivers are in those local markets and how much supply is available. And that gives you an indication of which segments of the market are more likely to fire. Yeah, and I'm only looking at coloured little pictures here. I, I don't know those capitals as well like we do Brisbane. Um, it's what we know inside out. So it's not a surprise what I see when I look at that section of Brisbane and how that is actually driven by that top end of the market as well. So what about the housing side of things? Yeah, so we touched on this right back at the beginning. Um, house price growth in Brisbane is um, happening at a faster rate than unit price growth. So for the month of August up to the 31st of that month, we saw house price um, throughout greater Brisbane increase by 2.1%. Um, so that gives an annual house price growth now of 20.2% um, throughout all of greater Brisbane. So that's an annual figure. Brisbane houses have increased by 20.2% over the last 12 months. So that's huge price growth. And remember, this is talking about Greater Brisbane. This is not every location. This is not every suburb. This is all of Greater Brisbane. And as we've just pointed out, that top end of the market has been growing at a faster rate than the bottom end of the market. So you must keep this in mind when you're looking at um, higher priced properties because they are growing and they have grown at a faster rate than the bottom 25% um, of valued properties. So houses are moving. What are the units doing these days? Units are still growing as well. Absolutely. Good. Just not as fast. So Unit prices in Brisbane um, were up a further 1.4% throughout August. Um, now, the annual unit price growth in Brisbane is now 8.9%. So again, um, definitely on the rise, uh, but there's definitely a, a, a change in the growth rate between houses and units. And it's another reason why you really can't be looking at dwelling values as a whole. I guess the difficulty with looking at units, um, when you're looking at unit data, it does group high density units in with things like townhouses. So again, it's not the most reliable indicator for what's happening in each particular product type and in each location. So it's the best we've got because it's anything under a, um, a, a anything under a body corporate scheme or a strata title scheme, as others might uh, refer to it, um, that's what's grouped into the unit data. So again, local knowledge helps us to understand whether townhouses or units are performing better in certain locations as well. But the overall trend is that unit values are on the way up, um, just not as fast as houses. So when we talk about the trend side of it, and, I, and again, I'm just looking at your um, monthly update here. And for anyone that's interested as well, by the way, um, you can go to um, our website, streamlineproperty.com.au. Um, Melinda does the monthly updates. There's a blog on there for them. Um, there's a series of blogs um, that you can read through with some valuable, valuable information for you um, to have a look at. But the, all this information is actually on a blog and you can see all this breakdown. And, and that's what, you know, I'm looking at these colourful little graphs and, and it is amazing that trend. And it's it's definitely pointing in a certain direction. Mm, absolutely. And I think that, you know, we've even graphed the growth in houses versus units um, throughout 2021 um, in Brisbane. It's that core logic monthly data. And um, the trend lines allow us to see month by month what's happening in each sector. And I think that's invaluable for people to understand, especially if you're looking to get into the market, because, you know, most of the national news headlines, most of what you'll read in newspapers, it will be about dwelling values as a whole. And you really must understand the data and break it down further before you, you're sort of looking into a specific product type. So the, the, the rental side of it? 
Yeah, so um, interestingly, the vacancy rate has remained unchanged across all of Greater Brisbane for yet another month. So we're at 1.3%. We've had four months where our vacancy rate at a citywide level has remained at 1.3%. So it's been trending sideways since May. Um, obviously, each region has um, has varied to some extent. Um, and if we look at um, the corridors and vacancy rates, for example, Beanley Corridor, no change. We're still at 0.5%, so really tight um, rental market in that area. The Brisbane CBD, I mentioned last month we saw a trend where it had increased just over half a percent to 4.5%. That's gone up again slightly this month, 4.6%. So we are watching that closely um, to see whether that is going to reverse or whether we are on the increase in vacancy risk in the inner city CBD. East Brisbane has not changed still at 1.3%, which is consistent with the citywide uh, median. The inner Brisbane suburbs, um, 2.3%, so a little higher, um, and potentially because there's some vacancy risk in that um, that inner city CBD mass market where we're starting to see some inner city um, vacancy trending higher. Ipswich sitting at 0.8%, so that's down um, 0.1% from last month, so slightly tighter. Northern Brisbane, no change, still at 0.7% vacancy, very tight in that region as well. Southeast Brisbane, a small increase of 0.1% this month, so it's currently sitting at 0.8%. Southern Brisbane, no change, still at 1.4%. Um, and Western Brisbane, still at 1.2%, so no change across the month there either. So, It'll be interesting to see when you see those percentages and obviously looking in the future, we don't really know what's happening with, with COVID and vaccinations and all those types of things. It will be interesting to see what happens when vaccinations get up, borders open up, even long-term wise when those students start to come back because people that don't know Brisbane, a lot of that, I think a lot of that Brisbane CBD area and that inner city area, um, it's a lot of it is driven by probably students that are coming in to, to study as well. So Long-term wise, uh, and it could might not be that long um, when we get things opened up again, um, that that market um, will have a bit more pressure on it. So with people looking to rent, what are the rental listing numbers looking like at the moment? Look, that's it's interesting because, you know, we hit peak oversupply in the inner city unit market back in 2016 and rental listings at that time were extreme because there were so many properties that were vacant. Um, look, as at the 9th of September 2021, we can look at the rental listings that um, are provided by SQM Research. And in Greater Brisbane, there was a total of 7,030 rental properties available. Um, what I found particularly interesting is out of those, there's more units that are vacant than houses. So we've got 3,871 vacant units um, and 3,159 vacant houses. So, you know, that is surprising to me given there's a lot more houses than there are units throughout Greater Brisbane, but it just goes to show where the demand is. Um, people are wanting the houses, people are demanding the houses, um, and obviously where the vacancy rates are higher, being in the inner city and CBD areas, that's typically where we've got higher numbers of units. Uh, whereas vacancy rates are much lower in the areas which are dominated by houses. So it's not an, it's not a surprise to see those numbers. It's just a surprise to see um, that over time, you know, that trend has definitely reversed. So obviously those uh, investors that are looking, the, the uh, rental, the vacancy rates being so low, obviously that, that's, a, that's a real plus. Um, just on that, actually, the... Um, 
on the when you talk about the vacancy rates and properties on the market, two properties um, that we actually helped some clients with recently, um, they actually were leased prior to settlement. Mm. Um, so the property managers that we um, worked with on that one, um, they actually contacted us and said they had applications and they'd signed tenants up um, to lease the properties prior to the properties actually being settled as well. It's not unusual. There's just so many people looking for homes in some locations and, you know, that's why we're seeing the, the upward pressure on rents as well. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting trend. And if we just touch on the rental um, incomes in the housing market, rents are still climbing. So the annual rental increase in Brisbane for the housing sector is 10.1%. So if you've owning a, an investment property or if you're purchasing an investment property and that the tenancy agreement is expiring in September or October this year, you know that those those rental agreements are going to be um, under the old rent. <laughs> and if rents have increased 10.1% over the last 12 months, it's important that you have that conversation with your property manager um, to to determine what the market rent should be and then make a commercial decision about whether you should be um, offering the the tenants an increase um, because simply it's a it's a business that you're running as a property investor. Um, I'm not suggesting you, you increase the full 10%. As I said, you make a commercial decision about um, how much you wish to increase the rent in line with current market rent um, because, you know, it's important that you do run your investment portfolio as a business that said, um, unit market rents have also increased in Brisbane, but just not as much as the housing market. So in the unit market, we've seen an annual increase of 5.6% um, in, in annual rents. So, you know, everything is on the increase, prices and, and rents. But what I will say is that prices are accelerating at a faster rate than the rents are accelerating in price. So what that means is that the gross rental yields for dwellings across all of Greater Brisbane are compressing. Um, in fact, right now, we have a record low for Brisbane in gross rental yields. So we're down at a citywide level to a gross rental yield of 3.9%. That's simply because the market growth, the value of houses has appreciated or grown in value at a much faster rate than the rental prices have grown. So um, there's, it's still property specific. Yes, you can still find higher yields in Brisbane if that's the type of investment that you're looking for. But as a whole, the capital growth is outperforming the rental price growth and that's why yields are compressing. Yeah, capital growth. Um, so what are we seeing? Apart from a lot of people that are out and about mm -hmm. still, a lot of people um, at inspections. Again, I, I can't remember what, whether I mentioned it last week or not, but there was a property that we um, were involved in looking at. Um, 44 offers went on it. Another one, there was 28 offers went on that one. Um, you know, there's not, there's not prop there. I haven't seen many properties at all. I can't remember that actually have not had a multi-offer on it. No. Um, where basically your multi-offer, which we talked about previously is, is you put in your best and final offer. Um, and, and also auctions. I mean, properties are selling. There's a lot of people out and about. There's a lot of people wanting to buy. Um, and there's actually a lot of people missing out and getting desperate, wanting to get into the market. Absolutely. Everything is selling under multiple offer, unless of course it's off market. Um, and you know, in that instance, sellers are not silly. You know, you can't be looking for a bargain off market in Brisbane or on market. They don't exist um, to stop a property from going to the market. Um, you do still have to pay a good price that's going to be attractive to a seller because they know what's going on out there. Um, clearance rates, obviously, we expect those to remain high in the coming weeks just based off the buyer demand. But we are finding buyers are becoming increasingly stressed 
and increasingly frustrated. There's a lot of FOMO. Um, I think the biggest issue is that most buyers just don't understand the pace of the market. They just don't understand what they need to pay today to secure a quality home or an investment. And that's why they keep missing out. Um, I think that sense of missing out actually becomes quite disheartening for some after a little while. So, you know, when there's not many options available for buyers to choose from, when you find something that's the perfect match and then you miss out, it's it's quite, you know, upsetting for some buyers. So, you know, it's really good to get professional advice if you don't understand what you need to pay because the cost of missing out um, is quite high when the market's shifting at such a rapid pace as well. I mean, you can quantify that cost well and truly by by doing the math on a you know, $1 million property, you're looking at between $21,000 and $22,000 for every month of staying out of the market. That's the, the overall median growth in the Brisbane market. And as we've said a number of times, that's absolutely higher in some areas. So you need to factor that in when you're searching for property. Yeah, I know we keep talking about it, but it is important that, the, you know, if you're trying to get into the market, whether it's a home um, or whether it's an investment property, you know, a home is still investment in my eyes. Um, but, you know, that cost of missing out um, can be amazing. And, and if you can get in, obviously, you hold it. The longer you hold it, um, the more money you're making in the way the market is moving at the moment. So speaking of moving, we will move and we'll wrap it up. Um, as usual, Melinda, will wrap it up at the end. Don't forget that those blogs, if you want to have a look on our website, um, there's a lot of good information in there, a lot of reading to, to get up to date with. Um, and I'll let Melinda wrap it up. It's been great talking. I um, hope you enjoyed the market update and we'll talk soon. Bye for now. And before I do wrap it up today, I want to ask a very big favour from anyone that does listen to this podcast and enjoys our weekly updates. Um, we do spend a lot of time preparing for the information that we share with our audience. And, you know, all we ask for in return is for you to rate our podcast, leave us a review on whatever platform you are tuning in. That would mean the world to us. And it will also enable um, others to find out about the information and also learn and get some value. So I hope that's been another useful episode. We do look forward to speaking with you again next week. Until then, enjoy your week and have a great day. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.